0: Station. Oh, yes. Good. I am welcome. Another episode of the station. section. Podcast, joined by my usual suspect Boy, Dart. mate? Good thanks, Chris. How are you? Yeah, always, always splendid, mate. I uh, guess F seven heading down the F seven. How are you, mate? Yeah, pretty good. How are you, Chris? Yeah, nice? pretty swell. Pretty swell. Looking now, uh, looking like another week in the books here. Week four, Fantasy Land. Exciting mm. week. Feels good to be four and eight.
1: It does doesn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, four and O. What Hope you, you feel uh, good about four and o or no? Alrighty. <laughs> I went four then.
2: No, no good with and four. It's not good.
0: Yeah, pretty rough. Pretty rough. Uh, injuries are plenty for you, but uh,
2: yeah. you do, you eh? doing I got a team full of IR players.
0: Mm, yeah, no, it's no, it's no good.
2: It's always worse when it's like you... <laughs> my first five guys on the team sheet are all out.
0: Yeah, I was looking at your bench before. It's uh, Slim Piggins. Uh, who are you going to start next week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes.
2: Austin Eckler injury probably helps me. Is the only thing that uh, gives me any hope, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> true okay. that.
0: Got, uh What's he on the bench?
2: Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Jesus. Josh, Josh Kelly. I, I wish I had Josh Jacobs.
0: Yeah, tell me about it.
2: Greg, I'll give you a third one. Help, <laughs> help, me, help brother out.
0: At least two thirds.
2: Yeah, and a fourth.
0: And a fourth. Oof. I reckon that would get you over the line, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, look, it's been an interesting week, another week full of injuries, um, not full of injuries, probably less than the rest of the weeks, but we'll chat about those, we'll do a bit of a survivor update, um, and then we'll also look at uh, a couple of talking points for this week, pretenders versus contenders, and uh, a couple of things going on in our leagues as well, so happy days. Uh, quick question for the, for the day. This is going to be a fun activity, actually. I'm pretty good to see what you all go with here. But rank the top five running backs in Dynasty right now, as of this minute.
1: We're going to do one one list or just uh, one each?
0: Well, let's just, yeah, we'll just do one list, hey? Yeah, okay. We'll say who we think, think is the best.
1: Christian yep. McCaffrey's still got to be first, right?
2: Yeah, I don't disagree.
0: Yeah, look, hard to go past him.
1: And this is where it gets interesting.
0: Okay. Number two. Who do we think?
1: I think the the fact that Saquon's out now and also just a disappointing team, I, I think that's actually going to make me think pretty long and hard about it. Um, mm-hmm. Same. It's hard to know how good Alvin Kamara is and how much it's just uh, Michael Thomas being missing.
0: Yep agreed
1: but he's been exceptional so i think he has to be somewhere in this top five
3: mm-hmm.
0: i um, would say for me he's number two at the moment just because he's on the field he's doing work even when uh, thomas comes back he's still the running back you know outside of michael thomas it's probably just kamara like yeah you know um, we're seeing flashes from players here or there but you know kamara has got it going on
1: yeah so I'd, yeah I'd, I'd probably put him next I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's got to be in the conversation just because he's pretty consistent and he's he's on a good offense and he's mm. young. So um, Zeke, same deal, good offense, but a little bit older. So I think he's he's further down the list than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for me. I just really don't know what to do with Barkley. I think that's my, my main sticking
2: point.
0: Mm-hmm. Petey, what are you thinking of mate?
2: I think um, for me, Barkley doesn't fit in the top five right now. This injury and how that team's performing. It's not like he went out when he was doing well, right? Um, So I'm going to look at Christian McCaffrey still being the dog there in Carolina if he comes back. Um, Probably then Josh Jacobs is probably another one that I would Mm -hmm. say for me, just because of a bit of youth and, um, because it's tough to rate Dalvin Cook and it's tough to put some of the other guys in there that probably have a little bit of an injury history and getting older. You've got to keep these guys as being the young ones with the longest wind at shelf life, right? Mm-hmm. So, probably going to put Aaron Jones in there as well. I'm with... still going to have Zeke, I think. He's still the main man in Dallas and they're not going to get someone to.
0: So, we're all one CMC, two are we all saying Alvin Kamara or, are you know? lost beat mm,
2: no i'm thinking about it um oh. i could i could have kamara at two or three i guess
0: and then you reckon zeke because i'm still on there on, on zeke in top three yours mm. yeah i
1: think ceh is above zeke for me um, i just think he's done everything right so far even when he's having you know he's, he's not scoring a heap of touchdowns which is a bit disappointing Hmm. And I guess that is maybe one of his downsides, just because there's so many players to score there. But um, yeah, what did he have today? Oh, a bit you of everything. Know, over a hundred yards and six catches, and like it's just it's really solid floor. And when he gets the touchdowns, he's going like, to give you a big week. Is exactly what you want, and he's as young as you can want him to be. So that's why I've got him above Zeke. It's just the age. Mm-hmm.
0: Fair enough. Um, yeah, look, hard to go, but I'm, I'm actually a big fan of Josh Jacobs' TVH.
2: I think Josh Jacobs is... On the edge. In the right yes. zone, good team. I mean, in terms of running the ball, good line in front of him, and he's still like coming I mean, a contract here probably next year, isn't it? So, for me, that workload that he has and what he's been able to do and consistently do it before gives me a bit more... Probably to have him a little bit over CEH at the moment, but I'm not saying that that can't be the case in the future. You probably want to tie yourself to a back in a in a good offense. But yeah, the Chiefs, right?
1: He's got that offensive line going for him as well. It's pretty good uh, in so Vegas. I mean,
2: I think there's realistically probably six, maybe seven guys. Like any argument, we could put, we could spin them into a different order outside of probably from three to three to mm. that seven range, right? I mean, mm. you could. I could say to you that I know Jonathan Taylor deserves to fit in there. But I think his production so far just hasn't been quite enough yet to be considered in this range, right?
1: Yeah. It's been a bit disappointing.
2: But a lot of the guys that are those stable mates at the top are really getting to that. You don't have... Can you guarantee two more years of production out of them? Like, can you guarantee... If you can't guarantee two years production out of a guy, you're going to put on top five. It's not a lot of confidence in saying that he's a top five dynasty running back, I don't think.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, I agree. Where with that. Aaron Jones and that kind of player drops out, even to an extent. Like your Dalvin Cooks and your Joe Mixons, who maybe they're not old, but they're not they're not young anymore. So yeah, just all
2: it needs is a like the thing where these running backs can be. They can still be productive, right? But if there's some other young, better guy that's drafted, mm-hmm. how long can they keep? And it's they might have two more years, but are they going to be two more years of the workhorse or two more years that goes to a committee straight away? And that's the difficult part of it. You have got to. You're really hoping for a guy that gets most of the workload and the, the backup doesn't really come in and have a chance to vulture any touchdowns or, you know, because that's probably what you, you're afraid of, right?
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, agree. So, yeah, so guys like you're 25-year-old and above, you start to think maybe you, you move them on if you if you can or if you're, you know, 0 and 4 Do you think it's time to sell?
2: You yeah, know, oh. question? It depends if you get the offer's got to be right, I think, because mm. um, this players still have value in going forward in the future, and you can build slowly. But if you're selling them for nothing, that's going to help you down the yeah, track. Sure. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense, right? You're just helping someone else out, for no, no benefit to yourself.
0: Yeah, so maybe we post a, a sneaky list of each of our top five RBs on the on the social. The kind of yeah, good idea. Uh, yeah, look, so it's an interesting conversation. Do uh, so you feel
2: receiver. the same variance at the wide receiver position, or are you a lot more, much more confident at wide receiver? Just because this idea of I feel, I feel more confident to say my top five dynasty wide receivers, and that sort of confirms the point that there's a lot more safety in a wide receiver dynasty value wise, yeah. right? Yep.
1: Oh, do yeah. Oh, dear. Then what's your top five wide receivers?
2: Um, so I would have at the moment top five. I don't mind five. The order's hard. But the five players I've had, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, you're probably looking... Kenny Galladay sits in there, and my last guy is... Who am I missing?
1: Today's bagel, I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins?
2: Oh yeah, Hopkins, fuck (laughs) you.
0: I mean, like... Do you put Chris Godwin up there? Juju. I don't think Chris Godwin AJ Brown? Nah,
2: they don't none of them can compare no. to the others, right? You have they have oh, yeah. they produced the years on year like multiple year production, they're still within performance,
0: right? So that's, that's you, the thing with a lot of the rankings that you can see online, doing startups and stuff like that. They don't really take into account oh, yeah, hang on, this guy's, you know 12 years into into his career, you'll all of a sudden see a guy like, you know, DJ Moore up in the top five. But, you know, even someone like uh, Terry McLaurin in the top kind of 15, 20 receivers. And you're like, well, shit, hang on, would you pay that much? And, yeah, the dynasty kind of draft strategy, I suppose, you see a lot of them reaching for these these young blokes. So, yeah, either you win it now or you never win it, essentially, if you just pick and draft for younger dude. So.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, what about the... Yeah, I mean, there's a few... Uh... Quality players coming through, I think, but yeah, it's probably just to like yeah, AJ Browns, yeah, Metcalf, yeah Ridley, yeah, those kind of guys that are these. They're often more touchdown guys, maybe, and that's the the risk, I guess, with them. But I think they're they're all starting to creep up, and I think in the next two years we're probably going to see a sudden changing of the guards. But um, yeah, I still think for now, Pete, you're you're right. Those five are pretty. Pretty safe for me
2: I think like Look we've seen it with other Like say DJ Moore A change of quarterback He hasn't quite had The same volume Or Mm. There's a bit more Robbie Anderson's there Spread it around Some of these guys That are younger um, Potentially Haven't The offense isn't Fully loaded in As like What it is for Some of these other guys Like Hill Adams um, Thomas Hopkins They're all guys that They're the focal point In the passing game Of that offense There's Mm. If there's no week that's, they're not going to bring someone else in to compete with with their volume. And as long as the team is playing well, they they should be scoring some consistency in terms of points. They might have the down weeks, which I guess any player has the potential to have. But there are high weeks will be higher, and they're playing. They're more elite talent that can play against elite defenders as well. Like that's one thing they've mastered their trade a bit better. I think there's a prime between that like twenty five. To thirty, even maybe thirty-two, yeah, maybe where 32. those wide receivers are are really good. I guess that like that hard thing to argue with Julio, especially this season right now, is his injuries are sort of like he's not out Biting with season-ending injuries, right? But he's just missing and making it hard lineup decisions, and that reliability for him is making it difficult. And the team's sort of starting to look at how they spread the ball around better. Don't you think, Moz,
0: as a Julio owner? Yeah, it's. Um... It's kind of almost hard to, to just keep him in your lineup now. It's like, you know, especially after... I almost sat in this week just because I thought you know, the answering injury, age is a problem now, in recovery, and it's like... Maybe it's time for him to, to be shipped somewhere else and try and get a bit of a younger dude, but, you know, he still, he still gets the volume. And, you know, if you're a competing team, it's, you know, it's definitely not worth getting rid of him. But
2: I don't know. But do you think that... Well, so you mentioned... um. Potentially shipping him? Do you think he's a candidate for the Falcons to try and trade now before? I Every... think he should finish his career as a Falcon? For the
0: actual Falcons, the Falcons, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he needs. Jeez, oh, depends on what you think their future is. If you think Dan Quinn's on the out now because they haven't won many games, then maybe it's time for them to trade Julio Jones. Because you know, get Calvin Ridley as the number one guy that way. Maybe get a rookie in the draft coming up. I mean, Russell Gage has shown flashes here or there. We had a few mm-hmm. players
2: today. I think that's I like fun. the the Cardinals strategy of like they've kept Fitz, right? How do the Falcons keep Julio to be, you know, one team player, right? But also have, like, you know, you've got that elite wide receiver in the locker room to help mentor that's the younger the team, guys. And also, they do that? Free.
0: Will a new coach come in and do that? I mean, that's
2: potentially, right? He does take a lot of money up in the mm-hmm. cap space, but he's still. When he's on the field playing, yeah, he's very still, well. He's still
1: producing at a high level, and he's still like, yeah. I I just think he's more valuable to the team. Exactly what you said. Mm. Than trading him away, like, what are you actually realistically going to get for him
2: mm. now? I mean, the other like, thing is, A whether...
1: shot at maybe getting Julio for a couple of years, like you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Depen- if he, for him, it's like, does he see himself being able to win a championship, perhaps with um. The Falcons going forward to end his career, or does he does he do like you know Kevin Duran and try and jump on the bandwagon of another team that's going well to try and <laughs> go play get with there. the
1: Browns? What? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I reckon you know, if, as if you couldn't see Julio going to the Patriots, right? Yeah,
0: God. Uh.
2: <laughs> They traded for Mohammed Sanu. There's a relationship there.
0: No, why, no.
1: why do you have to bring the mood down?
2: Oh, sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, to,
0: to break the balls. You didn't break him. You just made the chat go back inside. Might has
2: got a bit shrinkage. Is that what you're saying?
0: Oh, it's not that cold, but uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it might look a bit small. Anyways, yeah, tough to tough to know what's going to happen with them, but I don't know. Dan Quinn's got to be feeling pretty bloody warm under his bum. What do you reckon?
1: Yes, his seat must be getting feeling pretty hot.
0: He's not Dan Quinn at the moment. He's Dan Clues. <laughs> Nailed it. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck me too, then. Two <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some uh, some of the news that's happened since uh, last time we spoke. From, uh, the big news today, I suppose Bill O'Brien sent back in. Gone. they've so, uh, like... sacked their GM, their coach, their bloody offensive coordinator as well, just tapping. Do
2: you reckon a multi would have paid for like him as all three, like first GM fired, first head coach fired. Um, first offensive coordinator fired. Because at the same time, surely it's like, wait, he'd have to have the lowest he, odds being the yeah, same Yeah, because he right? used the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> Like it's one firing for three things.
1: Yeah, it would have just been, the multi would have just been whatever the, the best odds were for yeah. individually.
0: Yeah. yeah. But look, he's gone. Do you think this is a good thing? Yeah. The franchise?
2: I mean, I don't, to be honest, I'm going to be say it differently. I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. I think they should have hired a GM. Would have been one, like, and it's now stupid to do it after the season starter, but the mistake they've made is one not having a GM, and then two, no offensive coordinator. I think they've got some a coach there that's sort of works the offense, but not calling the plays. Is that what it is? I'm not. Yes, I'm too right, sure. But um, offensive the no GM thing is the biggest. Out. Like they've got to find a GM and a head coach now. Like, yeah, and I'd
1: like. Yeah, I had I someone talking about this today, and it's like, the the Texans were like. What eleven and five or whatever it is, eleven and six um, team in their division. Like they were a top team, and they came into this season. And yeah, they lost to Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Ben Roethlisberger. Sure, like they lost to top end teams, but they should be that top end team, and That's they're the not thing. Yeah. That's the thing. And they're not anymore because their head coach, general manager, traded away two of their best players. For nothing and Harry. sent just everything after, like, he traded, he spent more trading for a left tackle than he did probably for, um, oh, fucking nuke and whatever the pass rusher is name, I can't remember at the moment. It's killing yeah. me. Um, they got like Clowney. a, th- yeah, clowny, they got like a third, a second, and David Johnson for those two players. It's pretty and good. Then they sent two firsts and a second for a left tackle like what are you doing like how do you think that you can get fleeced like that but it's okay for you to just sell people for nothing like it's just crazy I don't understand it and he's just ruined their franchise.
2: He had too much power like yeah. that's it. there yeah. wasn't Any a second power person power to, to test power the power logic
0: power. it didn't happen yeah, it's, just like it's
2: sad days for Deshaun um, Watson right as if you're an owner of him or
0: well, it might be good things coming now. I don't
2: think, but I think in the interim, like they can't just say, oh, wait, let's just put um, bubble wrap onto Sean and pull him out for the season. He's got to play the rest of this year, and, you know, get hit, not play. Like it's just one of those things that can morale knock you around a little bit. Like there's a bit of risk mm-hmm. in a season that he can't contend, right? You'd rather see, I don't know. It's The thing about it is, like now they're going to bring the defensive coordinator in to be head coach. They've got to find a defensive coordinator. Mm. So they're gonna try a new every offense. Everything's gonna change again for him, but yeah. I don't know, it's just it's not a good day it's... for the Texans.
1: Like they're still gonna probably win seven or eight games just because they've got like they're still a fine team. Yeah, they've still got the, the personnel there. It's just yeah, maybe, and maybe like, they will use them a little bit better. <laughs> the teams they they've played have been very tough, so the schedule's gonna lighten up for them soon. But it's just like it's too late. Like the season's already over for them. Just mm. yeah, and, was, yeah, and it's it's it's, interesting it's, it's not his fault. Like right now, they, they needed yeah. They just they've done it too late. Like they've they've already shot themselves in the foot. Now they're reacting to it rather than getting out ahead of it. They should they should have done something years ago.
0: Yep, be interesting to see if uh, the New York Jets do anything in the next foreseeable uh, future. My word, they are a garbage. Am
1: I right? Gabage.
0: Complete garbage. But yeah, First one down. Let's see what happens now. Um, further news, picked Dub, PD, another one of your players, MCL spray. So he's been sent to IR. No uh, no time frame for this one. So a bit of a concern. I mean
2: it's one of the at least it's not an ACL, right? Potential mm-hmm. chance for him return around. But um, it be interesting to see the Kareem Hunt. I'd love about that other guy, Johnson's name, is workload going forward. I think perhaps they were taking a little bit light with Kareem Hunt this week with his groin injury that he was mm. taking into the game. So, yeah, might be big ups for him, right?
1: Dock up for uh, Kareem Hunt for sure. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. It's got to be, it's almost
0: just him now,
2: really. He's, a, mean, he's, he's a player that's shown can do it before, right? And yeah, given exactly. this opportunity, is now um, his chance to shine, right? Sure.
1: Do you think it could be like a stock up For like a Jarvis Landry Or a tight end maybe Where they're They're sort of filling that short Intermediate you know passing what? game
2: That's a good point because I think They're not going to have that option Like Kareem Hunt's going to have to bear more First yeah. and second down work Which will mean they probably might pull him off the field At times in third down Just to give him a rest Put another back on which would give the tight end right, the tight end or Landry One of those two guys we're going to whether it's both of them, share it around. Or they'll see some more shorter yardage, third down type of work, which probably is good for Baker as well, just to like not lock himself into yeah. the same players at the time, which is probably when he plays good teams, his downfall. But now he's got weapons and you see him spreading it to like, different players are scoring touchdowns each week. Like Confidence is growing, and this is what we said all season long. If Baker can get confident, you might, not, might want to watch out for the Browns.
1: And the line is exceptional. Yeah, playing it's, well. um, yeah, you know, sometimes the the names don't add up to a hole for an offensive line. It's about chemistry. Well, they're already good and the chemistry is just building. They're just getting better every week. It's a um, good point
2: on the chemistry. Like, you see these teams like the 49ers and now the Browns and the ones that are, like, you know, trying to be a good run team. And you watch the, the lanes they open up and when they do run, that's like, all right, we're playing a team that runs the ball well against a good defence first drive we run the ball six times and we get down and we score a touchdown and it looks all good and this team's running well and then you come out against the broncos and the um the two, two bad teams with probably not that great defenses and they just run it at the ass of the tackle like all the time and there's no holes but you think how can a, a bad line be so much worse than these other ones yeah. that are playing well are that? They, surely they're all they're all big blokes they're all strong how can they not create the same hot like I, it just shocks me at how little like and i'm probably saying it's little from a observer's point of view but how much of a difference there is between the good lines and the mediocre and poor lines right the late lines they're the same like guys are the same build athleticism but there's just something <laughs> extra something, there that, we, that just, just, just makes the them
0: a i guess yeah,
1: I think one thing that also fantasy analysts I can hear sometimes, and they'll talk about, you know, Jonathan Taylor, he's running part behind this like fantastic offensive line, and there's also just like there's there's this little difference between a good running offensive line and a good pass protecting offensive line. They're quite different yeah, styles definitely. of play, and it involves different players. So you could yep. have the two best tackles in the world, and terrible guards and centers, and yeah, your running game's not going to be as strong as you. Pass protection, just because your tackles aren't letting the edges pass. So I think, yeah, I think the Browns have actually got both at the moment. And there's there's certainly teams like this is. I, I wanted to use the example of Indianapolis because you know Philip Rivers isn't getting sacked, but Jonathan Taylor's not really um, running that well. But then they have probably the best guard in, in NFL history, Quinton Nelson, playing for them. So I I can't exactly use that as a perfect example, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like the Browns have got both going at the moment. The run game's looking exceptional and they went out and paid for a tackle and drafted a, a very good one. So they've got good tackle play as well. Um, such a relief to see them turn it around after the Ravens game week one and hopefully hopefully we it's get summer. to see them fall behind um, at some point in the next couple of weeks just to really give them a bit of a tester.
0: See if they can fight back in yeah. A bad situation. Here. So what do you do with Jonas Johnson here? 13 carries, 95 yards. Pretty solid day for a, for a bloke. Who, we weren't expecting to do much. I mean, he could be the, the guy that comes in and spells Hunt. Um, I don't think it's going to be a huge workload uh, in the passing game. And Hunt's probably got that lockdown. But what are you reckon? What are you going to do with Jonas Johnson? Here, you going to go hard after him or?
1: I think he's probably more a handcuff.
2: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> There's value in getting him right, but at the same time, I feel like all these guy running back shot with opportunity, and you spend on them, and you get like what you find out week one they're not actually the the backup right. He could have been a special teams guy that was on the roster because he plays. Um, he I can play special teams right, him. and there's really another back that's on the practice squad that's really a better mm. runner that they bring up, and all of a sudden the guy you spent um, forty fab on because you thought he was going to be the guy is really. Just the, the third stringer that got a bit of opportunity and ran well. I think that's the tough part. You have to make that decision whether he's the one you want. Especially look at me. I'm a bad team that hasn't got an 0 4 record and probably needs some running back help. But is blowing my Fab again, like after spending money on Dion Lewis, going to be really worth it when I'm not going to be able to really start him, right? And if I think if Hunt goes down, is he really going to be, are they really going to be that good of a team when they start to go to their? Third and fourth mm. running back, perhaps. Um, it's a tough one. Like,
0: and then yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people said the same thing when Sam um, when went down and Mike Davis. Or, yeah, maybe you don't spend heaps of money on a you. not going to be go the guy, but holy crap, he's coming and done the job. So.
1: Yeah, Davis looks exceptional.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, tough
1: spot. It. Yeah, but I think I think the thing for Davis is like the workload was going to be there, whereas mm. here he's there. he's the second player in the yeah that's backfield good. maybe, and his upside isn't really like, he's never going to take Nick Chubb's job. Mm. So there's there's not really any like future upside for Dynasty either, so I, I wouldn't be spending much on him. Yeah, it.
2: He's, a, he's a gap fill to start right, if you need him yeah, if you're to a start. You're, you're not going to sit him on your bench and or you ever be, be able to sell him.
0: Yeah. Alright, uh, let's move on to the next piece of news. Uh, another stud kind of guy. He goes down and He's going to miss four to six weeks apparently with a hamstring and a knee issue. That's quite no way Injury of that nature is. Bad. So you, you,
2: got got uh, Kelly on your bench. You think it's a big up for him? Oh yeah, I think it's big up for um Josh Kelly. Um, probably also Jackson. That's the guy, right? The other one. He's um Justin. he came back from injury, I think, last week as well. It was. So I think they'll probably look to to split it, but it, it's a probably a big upside for Kelly and um, given that point in time to. Give him the opportunity to you know take on some more volume and see how they go it's all right the charter's offense with Herbert is an exciting one for fantasy because they're not structured with Tyrod Taylor and conservative they've got to give Herbert like stick to Herbert's strengths which is a bit more exciting for me so I think that is always good a player that can pass the ball um well always is able to make the running back's job a lot easier I think because you you start to have that dual threat to test defense is a lot more than perhaps what Tyra Taylor would have been like.
1: I think you're going to see a bit of Justin Jackson too mm. um, because Kelly's had a few fumbles so could be a bit of a concern if he continues to do that. So yeah, I think this is definitely not just going to be Joshua Kelly, nothing else. It's There's going to be a bit of a, a one-two punch from someone else as well.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree. I think you're right with the fumbles. He has to He's got a thin leash to prove himself right, and he's probably already lost the opportunity. Like, he's going to share it, but he has to now prove to his coach that he can. He's more dangerous, right? And that's between the both of them. They'll be both fighting to be. So they're the back you they want to have on the field when the game's on the line, right? Or they need a big play. So securing the football, he's going to have to focus on that as well because if you can blow up 20 yards in a rush, but you lose the fumble at the end of it. It's not really worth it when the other guy might run five yards and not lose a football
0: ever, so yeah. All right, and then OJ Howard he's gone down with an Achilles injury, it's a bit of a shit.
1: yeah. I'll, I'll just take my win now. He, he was above Gronk, and hopefully, um, Break can come in and stay above Gronk, and
0: uh, and everyone can be above Gronk, yeah, but, where, they, where they belong,
1: yeah. <laughs> He, yeah, he looked okay. I, I think it's a bit of a loss, but I don't think it's going to hurt their team too much, because it's obviously a spot they've got a bit of depth. Yeah.
2: I mean, look at, well, Brady's played pretty well after throwing, like, pick sixes every week, pretty much, nearly. Yeah, that's probably mad. And he's, probably he's, a, he's a real good player at just using what whoever he puts on the field. I think that's how his mindset is. It's not, he doesn't need... The next guy up mentality always works with with him and I think he's not afraid to be like, I can't throw it to this guy because he I haven't thrown it through him all season. He's like, I you gotta trust from training and how it comes into that that the next guy up is gonna do his job like OJ Howard would.
1: Yeah, and I mean Brake caught a touchdown last week, so yeah. I think he'll just step into that role. It's a pretty easy transition.
0: Right, any other Talking points you want to bring up from this week? Or That's about it. I mean, I'm going rip into this segment.
1: Oh, just Julio re-aggravation. Today, yeah, i spoke so.
0: about that a bit before. But Yeah, look, sitting probably for a week. Hands are always dodgy, so. Yeah. Not as dodgy as your mic at the moment, mate. Yeah, look, we'll, we'll see <laughs> what happens. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what I've done differently. No, there's, like, quite... there's no kinks in the wire or anything. Do you, do, you
2: have the, do you have the little knob on the wrong setting?
0: There is no knob. I'm
2: using my buddy headset. Oh, using the headset. Oh, using huh? the headset. You should be been been
0: using the other one. That's your been...
2: <laughs> have you been using the other one at all?
1: No. Oh. Did you turn the volume down on your
0: headset somehow? I don't even know if that's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, are,
2: are you like walking into three different rooms and like still talking away from the microphone? No, I've been lying on a bed for the be like
1: Have of,
0: you got? Have you got it, the
1: headset on?
0: You can't turn it on. It's just on all. No, on.
1: Are you wearing
2: it? Oh, no, shit. <laughs> Wait, is it plugged into the, the mic jack and you're not just using your computer's microphone?
0: Yeah, it could be what it is, but you know what? It never does that usually.
1: So... Is it plugged yeah. in at the headphone end?
0: No, I've plugged it in with the speaker of my headphone going into the
1: computer. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Your, don't you have the same headset as me and your cable goes both ways? Anyways, this is really interesting for um, it's not everyone
0: listening. Way, hey. Anyways, let's do this uh, pretenders versus contenders thing then. Hey, um, we're going to take a look at a few teams, both in and then the actual NFL. See if we think they're actually either pretending or they're actual contenders in the Super Bowl. Um, just picked out pretty much the teams that are in, you know, four and zero or three and one territory here. Uh, if you want to talk about any other teams, read it. first one, Buffalo, four and zero. What do you reckon about these guys? Real deal or come up against a decent team?
2: I mean, they played the Rams and and beat them, but I think that was it was close there. So I think they're going to be um, they'll be competitive. They'll they won't get beaten um, convincingly. I don't think by a, an elite team. They'll be in the contest. So their defense is good. Josh Allen's playing well. I think they're a contender for me. Yeah,
1: you for was... sure? Yep. I, I don't think they're going to be like you know Patrick Mahomes like favorite type contender, but. Um... Yeah, they're they're a good, well-coached team, and they're capable of putting up points. They're capable of stopping teams from scoring points. So, it, on any given day, they can beat any team. I think so. Definitely a contender.
0: Yeah, I think the addition of Tom Diggs is bloody, you know, paid up in spades. He I mean, looks real, real good, running good now it's making some pretty good catches. Um, lost a guy. I don't know who the defender was, towards, but just ripped it out of his hand essentially. Um, yeah, he looks he looked like he's, he's worth every every penny of that first round pick last year. Okay, cool. good stuff. Who's next? Ravens, 3-1. Contenders or pretenders?
1: I mean, they've got to be contenders, right? They're, they're a good team. Um, Lamar's been a little bit, I don't know, they just haven't been quite what they were last year, but then you look at the stats and they're actually not that bad other than really against the Chiefs but they they are another team with just a, a stellar defense that's going to keep them in any game even if the quarterback's not playing that well it's just a matter of um a bit like the Browns can they can they chase a game when they when they're not you know coming out to an early lead
2: yeah look I'm excited to see him play the Steelers at some stage win that that game.
1: Just you now. Uh Browns. We've talked a lot about the the I don't think I'm ready to call them a contender just yet, especially with the loss of Nick Chubb. I think that is gonna hurt their run game a little bit, even though Kareem Hunt's great. But uh I think probably my biggest concern is exactly the same with the Ravens. What happens when all of a sudden, you know, a team comes out and puts two touchdowns on them real quick. um, Do they panic? And, and how does the quarterback handle that? So I think the defences are, bo- are good for both teams. The Browns, not quite as good as the Ravens, but, you know, Denzel Ward's playing fantastic football. Um They've got a few, like Garrett, obviously, he's a stellar player. So they've got a great defence um without being top of the league. And... All the pieces on offense to get some w s it's just an easy schedule actually as well to help' them get there but um obviously, do you reckon you're gonna see three teams from the same division make the the playoffs here, Ravens. Yeah, for me there's um there's two clear favorites so far we'll get to the second team in a, in a little bit um, titans are probably going to be my first pretender um three and oh obviously forced into a buy this week through COVID. um that's going to disrupt them a little bit which is not going to be great because they've obviously got a lot of players so i don't know how they're going to play next week um Texans. No, it is Indy, actually, you're right, I think. Yeah, that that's what it is for me, that like any teams could have beaten them, really. Yeah, for sure. I I don't think they're gonna like they come up against the Ravens or the Chiefs, they they're gonna get done pretty handily, I reckon. Uh Colts three and one, I think exactly the same deal. Um yeah. 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 So I'm out on them uh Chiefs 4 and 0 obviously huge contender and here's my other favorite the the Green Bay Packers um they're 4 and 0 they just uh pretty much dismantled the Falcons 14 and 2, I think it might have even been, it was huge.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the the Seahawks are, are obviously contenders right now, but I I think if you look at like what the Seahawks have done to the Falcons and the Falcons scored that many points on them and then the the um Cowboys scored that many points on them. Like obviously these are good offenses, but look what the Falcons just did to the Packers today. The Packers stopped them and that's that's where I'm a little bit, or what's going to, like the Seahawks obviously can outscore any team at the moment, Russell Wilson is out of his mind good at the moment. Yeah.
3: They sit back and just, yeah.
1: know yeah, when to take the big shots too, like um, even though you know you've got Metcalf scoring big long touchdowns, he's not just throwing the ball long and throwing picks all the time either he's he's thrown two interceptions, and one of them wasn't his fault um it's It's calculated, he's great, he's evasive and super accurate he's He's playing so well uh we've got a few other teams, I guess the Bears, three and one obviously pretenders to me. If you if you can't. <laughs> oh, I can confirm that's uh exactly word for word what he said. He also said Aaron Jones is a freak and that's that's the one thing I didn't talk about with the Packers is that Aaron Jones is playing exceptionally. Um, Jamal Williams had like over 100 yards receiving today. Um, Aaron Rodgers is playing fantastic football. And they went and drafted a quarterback and a running back with their first two picks. Imagine how good they could have been if they'd, you know, drafted a backup to Devontae Adams or something. Like, oh, my God. Just stupid. Yep. Anything. Oh, two more teams, I think. We got uh, the Bucks and the Rams. What do we think here? Me too. No. And defense is great. It's so good, yeah. I think McVeigh has taken the right step. He's he's bounced back from uh, sort of everyone figuring him out, and he's he's starting to mix it up a bit. He's sort of running his cool plays, but out of like different formations and things like that. It's it's starting to deceive teams again. I think, yeah, I think this. Yeah. I think um yeah that that's one part to it and the other part is I think that they're probably sitting towards the lower end of of contenders that we've said today. I think the Bucks, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Chiefs, even uh, well definitely the Ravens, definitely Buffalo and I think the Browns are probably just ahead of them for me. Um so yeah, they're they're sitting around with the Titans for me, I think. Yeah. Hmm. um i guess you can start him but probably want a better option um, i think yeah maybe it's a wait for a big game and sell or something like that yeah i'm not sure Everett. Oh yeah, did they take one of the Hopkins or something? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a bit like it's a bit like O. J. Howard. He's gonna have good games, but um, there's there's other talent there and. Lots of it. Very, very comparable, actually, those two offences. Yeah, should we just race through our, our leagues, Sheeps 1 and Sheeps 2? And I think it's going to be a pretty quick chat. Um, I just put the 4-0 and o teams from Sheeps 1. It's just uh, me and CMOS. Um He thinks he's a pretender, yeah. The 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 old jinx, I think. Um, yeah. Um. Yes. He has a double reverse. You you just double negative it. It's 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 even worse. You'll you'll go oh and sixteen. <laughs> what about Timmy? Uh let's let's read through his team actually for uh for those listening at home. So we got Russell Wilson at quarterback, so that's uh carrying him very well. He's also got Gardner Minshew and Teddy Bridgewater in there. It's so a one quarterback league. Um he's got Zeke, Kenyon Drake, and he's currently starting Darrell Henderson at running back as well. He's also got James Robinson and Leonard Fournette, Antonio Gibson, so he's got plenty of plenty of depth there. Um, it's got Damian Harris even as well. Oh, sorry. No, that's a different Harris. Don't know who that is. Um, then we got Tyler Lockett. So the, the Seahawks stack. He's also playing the Seahawks defense. I think he might be a Seahawks fan. Uh, we got AJ Green, Will Fuller, Darren Wall is his tight end. And who cares about the kicker, eh? Um, yeah, I think... Yeah, he's he's got Edelman on the bench. Um, who else? He's got Scotty Miller, it's a bit of a fill-in. Yeah, I think the wide receivers definitely is a bit of a bit of an issue for him here. Um, been rolling off the back of Russell Wilson, maybe, and some massive scores. Yeah. Yeah, James James Robinson and Antonio Gibson really just Yeah I think um, everyone else is two and two. Um, is there anyone out of Dino, Wism, Max and, and Magoo that stand out to you as a contender? Dano maybe has a bit too much um just youth and so just a bit of yeah, a bit of inconsistency, but obviously Mark Andrews and DeAndre Hopkins, but then sort of Ronald Jones, Jonathan Taylor, I don't know, it's probably not gonna get it done. Yeah, I guess if you run through like on the team, Pat Mahomes, uh, normally Christian McCaffrey's got Mike Davis in there at the moment. Todd Gurley, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, Stefan Diggs, Travis Kelsey. It's playing Devin Singletary in there at the flex. Um, it's just like a lot of really good players. Terry McLaurin's on his bench, so he's probably got him in at the flex more often than not. And then my team is um, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, Got George Kittle at tight end. Still got Thielen and Beckham and Marquise Brown and Darius Slayton even started all on the bench. Raheem Mostert on the bench. So it's just there's a lot of. I feel pretty safe with the players I'm putting in every week at the moment. Like I got Calvin Ridley zero this week and still was pushing a record score. So I, I think um. Yeah, they're they're just one or two pieces away. Those those other four teams from. From making a real push, but can still um can still fight for a win and and win any week you know like i, I yeah. Yeah. Yeah, only a couple of points. Yeah. Yeah, everyone can have a down week too. You know, I, my running backs sound great, but, you know, Aaron Jones can come out and not score the touchdown today, and Jamal Williams gets a bunch of work, and he suddenly only scores maybe 10 points, and Joe Mixon's showing he's capable of getting single figures. So, um, yeah, anyone can have a bad, bad day.
3: Mhm, mm. Hmm.
1: Anyways, we'll go to Sheeps 2 real quick, um, just pushing that hour mark. So um, we've got three teams again, one, one four and 0 Dynasty, Kiwi. Um, his team's looking pretty great, Lamar Jackson and, and Josh Allen as his quarterbacks to start, which is makes it pretty tough to get past him. Um, got Kareem Hunt in there now as well, so that's going to be a pretty good get, and Tyler Lockett is always good, Mark Andrews is always good. Um, yeah, 100%. His his team is putting up points every single week. Um still got most of it on the bench to come back and replace Adrian Peterson in his starting lineup, but um yeah, such a such an odd one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been necessary pretty much, yeah. Cuz he lost most of it a bit and
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he looks like clearly the the winner for me. The other two good teams are 3 and 1. Um Dino and Greg again. So Greg um, Baker Mayfield and Nick Foles currently as his quarterbacks. He's also got Jimmy G and Nick Mullins. Um, he's got Aaron Jones and Melvin Gordon at running backs. That's pretty nice. Cooper Cup, Brandon Cook, Samari Cooper. It's a pretty nice wide receiver core. He's, he's playing uh, Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But he's he's got Nikhil Harry, who I think is looking up. Um Titans a bit of a worry now losing um oh he's got Juju Smith Schuster as well, actually. And James Connor. That's that's what he's missing um this week. I did think he must be missing something. And uh yeah, so that's that's looking like a pretty good team, actually. Um other than the quarterbacks are a bit of a bit of a concern, even though I said the Browns are looking quite good. Baker's not a a real big fantasy producer so far. Um yeah. Yeah, so I think that's his probably his biggest hole at the moment with yeah Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, and and uh, whoever I said Juju, that's that's pretty solid at wide receiver, and he needs to find a tight end. He's just lost OJ Howard, so he's he's getting pretty thin there. Dino's team, uh, he's got Zach Prescott at quarterback one, which is working out very nicely for him, and then he's he's got plenty of uh, backups as well as uh. So Justin Herbert coming good for him so far, which is pretty good. And Derek Carr also looking not terrible. Um he's got James Robinson at running back along with Kenyon Drake, so possibly that's his uh his big hole for me. Um it's not Drake maybe will pick up and Robinson's looking like the dude, but it's a bit uncertain there. And then he's got Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, Mike Evans at wide receiver, Noah Fant in the tight end, so a strong-looking team, I think. Is he? Uh, okay, yeah, still says questionable here, but week to week, yeah. So, yeah, I think he's still got a good side, but um, yeah, got a few backups, but nothing special. Yeah, it's a 12-team t- league as well, so it's a little bit thinner than the, the original 10-team we were talking about. So, yeah, I think those two teams are, are definitely... A good chance of winning and it's it's hard to know looking through the rest of the league because so they seem to all be sitting at two and two um there's no no oh and four teams um so maybe because is looking not great and you're down there again at one and three pete so got to pick it up mate mean George Kittle
3: he got all 15 of his targets it's just stupid oh yeah he's
1: yeah yeah still very balanced which is good all right um yeah let's get it done i don't have it written down so Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um I think what Polomalu getting pretty thin possibly, but uh who knows um yeah could be a bit of a twist coming maybe oh anyway um <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully next time um or don't. (laughs) Uh, Good chat, hopefully Moz will come back to clean us up next time. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully you can hear him at the start as well.
3: Yeah, it's 100% his fault, boy. Hey, Buzz. Also-